0: Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's Chelsea podcast. It's me, Andy Saunders. Uh, Kerry, uh, being a country squire, is stuck somewhere in the Midlands uh, in the snow, uh, so you'll have to put up with me tonight. But to help me out and get me through this uh, this particular episode, I've got two old friends of the podcast. To my left, I have official Chelsea historian,
2: Rick Glanville. How are you, Rick? All right, Andy. You weren't snowed call in? call me Titus Oates. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, no snow at all, is there? No, oh. carries a charlatan. It's a
1: light, it's a light dusting at best, <laughs> isn't it?
2: My, you know what uh, my northern mates call it? London snow. You know, it only gets on the news the weather when it snows in London. It's in up north there snow, so probably that's what he's suffering. People in is. Scandinavia, he's must got be, Leicester be,
1: snow. We've be, got London. Must think we're mental putting snow on the news. I just come back from that. Talking about light dustings, icing sugar. We have one of London's Oof. top chefs, Link. <laughs> nice segue. Link.
3: Chef Alan Bird, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yep. Glad to be here. Good. I'm not going to mention the uh, outside conditions. It's What's chilly, but it's not Arctic. Didn't notice. Is it? You didn't know what could...
1: he's <laughs> sitting there in, <laughs> his, in his t-shirt. <laughs>
3: but it's chilly. It is chilly. I'll give it that.
1: And uh, are we going to? Are you going up to Manchester on Sunday? No, I'm not. Are you going? No. Yeah, I am. I think it's going to be chilly.
2: My sun's going up. Yeah.
1: So we've got a couple of games to talk about tonight. Um, On a uh, scale of 1 to (laughs) 10, how frustrating a week has it been with 10 being the most frustrating and 0 being the least frustrating?
3: Um, I'm not...
2: Sure, I'm going to pound to your construct there, Andy, but it has been extremely frustrating. So you not have been because... my construct already. <laughs> not <laughs> least. I'm not just not going to give a figure on it. Okay. Um,
1: that's fine. That was childish.
2: <laughs> no, because uh, I think, that you know, what's been really frustrating is taking the advantage, you know, gaining an advantage and not holding on to it. We haven't lost many times from a leading position, but that's the first time, in fact, in the league at Old Trafford. But Barcelona and... Manchester United and when you think back Arsenal these are games they're not great teams compared to mm. ones in the past It's that's what for me where the frustration are we a great comes. team compared no. to ones
1: in the past though no so does it even out
2: yeah but you know I think the thing is that's what frustrates me about having a foothold in the game mm. and not being able to hold on to it without them really having to do too much to to regain the initiative.
1: I mean, you're talking about both games here, and we'll talk mm. about both games in detail. Alan, you were presumably at both games. Uh, no, I was at the Barca game. You were at the Barca game, um, and, and so so. Do you echo Rick's thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, crucial points where we the game was there for our taking, we've thrown it away, mm. and that's the the frustrating part of it. Even if you know we're a weaker side than we have been in the past, mm. even if both Barca and Man United sides are weaker, it was there for the taking and, and we threw it away. Mm.
1: Let's have a look at the team that we put out of Barca, let's talk about Barcelona last Tuesday. Uh, Courtois in goal, back three of Azpilicueta, Christensen and Rudiger, Moses and Alonso uh, as wing-backs, Fabregas and Kante in the middle with William Hazard and Pedro up front and when we saw the team sheet, a lot of us and a few were the same. Went, oh, no striker! When we have two fit strikers, mm. did you? How did you feel about that when you saw it?
2: Um, I, I actually predicted it, but personally, it's not what I would have gone with. Um,
1: and with 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 the benefit of hindsight, would you have still not gone with it?
2: I uh, definitely not. I, th- I, I my reason for it is really that I think it uh, manages plot ways of negating our most dangerous players. William and Eden and Hazard, and for me, it neutralises Azard to play as a, a figurehead, like as, as a target man. He he had to sort of challenge for headers, but that's partly down to the supply, you know, the, the lack of adaptability of our team that they didn't think, okay, play it to feet because he's not Olivier Giroud. But for me, you know, he he's much better when he's running at teams rather than with his back to them. And I thought that was a showed itself in the last 20 minutes when we did have a target man that suddenly he came alive and he was running at players. But that said, it was working. So you can't, you know, you you have to say in a way, you sacrifice that man, but we, for the team, it was working.
1: I'll comment on on that in a second. I want to give Alan a chance to come in there. When you saw... Hazard uh, in the kind of central uh, position in a front three. Were you surprised?
3: No, I wasn't surprised. I'd, I'd guessed it beforehand. Did you? I didn't. you see. Yeah, no, I, I could see that it was that was probably how he was going to plot the game. And I thought that um, maybe if it wasn't going our way after the first half, then he would put you know a big man up front and see if we could you know try and get a result that way. But after that first half performance, you know, it was it was a great performance.
1: Great. Let's um let's just pause for a second and take a quick break and we'll be back after this.
0: Follow the link to bet.chelseypodcast.net so, welcome back.
1: I mean, I, I, you know, I look at William hitting the post twice. I look at the way we went forward, the transition of us going forward as a unit worked really well. And I'm, I feel, because I was one who predicted that we would play a striker up front and, and use them as a central focus. And exactly what you said hazard to run off them and cause chaos. And, And so I was a little bit surprised when, and in fact, I said on the podcast it would be idiotic to play through up front, you know, with the William Hazard Pedra thing. Um, But, you know, having watched that first half and having seen what we created, I think in that game, given the fact that we played a fairly low block um, and they played a very high press, I think that a Morata or a Jury might have got very isolated in that game. And and that was my reasoning behind saying, actually, I thought it worked pretty well. And when you hit the post twice and when you score a goal against Barcelona when they're playing that kind of football, you have to give some credit, I think.
2: Yeah, as as I said, it's not what I would have chosen. Would
1: you have brought Morata on earlier? It came on in the 83rd
2: minute. Um, I think that's one of the things that... Symptomatic, I think, well, a consistent thing in these games is that we tend to see the game drift away from us. We, it's, I'm would sure like everyone a little else. bit more
1: brave. Is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, uh, proactive, probably, is what yeah. I would how I would say. I wouldn't yeah. say he's, he lacks uh, bravery, but it's um, for me, it's being ahead of the curve rather than after it. And I think there's a, been a couple of occasions where perhaps uh, something that would put them on the back foot rather than. Mm. us recovering from being on the back foot I I would I'd like to see and he has done that in the past I just think that sometimes the momentum shifts and we don't we're not able to get an equaliser or come back it just seems like a Conveyor belt. After a team has got the better of us in the second half, I mean unused subs.
1: It. Unused subs. I mean, Murata came on after eighty-three. Drinkwater came after eighty-four. We only used two subs in the game. Yeah. we had Hudson Adoy on the bench. We had Giroud. On See, the I, bench.
2: I think he could have I, seriously. I mean, I, well, he's a young kid, but you know, <sighs> really. I'm not convinced, personally. I mean, Uh, it might have been
1: worth a punt. might have been worth a punt. Then you had Caballero, Cahill and Zappacosta. uh, Sorry, are
2: we talking about Man United? He wasn't on the bench at Man United, was he?
1: Barca. Yeah. Uh, So the unused subs were Caballero, Cahill, Zappacosta, Hudson and Doyne Giroud. What that says to me is a paucity of game-changing bench options generally as a a squad. And what do you think about that?
3: I I agree with what Rick said. I think we should have taken the uh, initiative, if we're winning the game... And um, rather than wait for them to try and get an equaliser, we should be setting the pace and maybe changing our setup by bringing on. I thought Giroud was probably a better bet than Morata on form at the moment.
2: But it doesn't even have to be a striker that comes on. No, Personally, you're one, up, think, against, you're one up against Barcelona, and you you can see the Let game drifting away. Anything. No, I, I might have actually. The midfield, I might have made a defensive substitution to hold on to what we had ahead of uh, anticipating the way that things were.
1: Well, he clearly did that, didn't he? I mean, mm. he clearly did shut up shop a little bit and tried to, to say, Well, we'll take this, you know. Mm. And you know, if it wasn't for an unfortunate error by Andreas Christensen, second the
2: second of the game, yeah, well, it's almost exactly the same, yeah, as that where he kicked the ball straight off for 75 a corner.
1: minutes, you know, he pays the square ball across his own box. And what are you taught as an under 10? Never to do in yeah. defence. What are you and taught he, as an under well, ten? Tell say, me, Al, you know, Tell me those people know. that don't listen to you know, to football
3: that much. What are you taught as an under ten? Just get it out. Just well, never pass across it, your own get, box. Get rid. No, just just get it. rid of it. Just <laughs> get rid of it. But you, can, you can't be blamed. You know, the, uh, probably the biggest game of the season, um, and you know, it's got messy to deal with. You know, I thought he did. It
2: brilliant. wasn't the only mistake on that goal. It, no, of course he not. I mean,
1: you know,
3: Aspillita didn't stay on his feet;
2: he went to ground.
1: You know, but having said that, the, the mistake was caused by the ball across yeah. the box. You know, he 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 did. It. I mean, look, one led to another. It's interesting, isn't it, that Christensen um, was given a fairly easy ride by the fans on that. On a kind of, he's a young kid. He made him "Imagine if Cahill had done that."
2: Oh, well, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Imagine if one of our more experienced players, or Bakiyoko, or, or one of the hate figures in the team this year had done that. I mean, it's a it's a mark of how uh, of how much faith that the Chelsea fans me included are putting in to Christiansen. that you're prepared to say in a game like that okay silly mistake but you know we'll let that slide you've got a lot more to offer
2: he's a brilliant player you know it, it doesn't make him a bad player and um, I think what uh, I'd almost be inclined I mean it's a shame that David Luiz isn't fitter at, at present because I'd almost be inclined to do what ted drake did with jimmy greaves just take him out of the firing line for a bit he's played an awful lot of matches he's a young man Mm -hmm. this is his first really hectic season in the premier league and if you handle it correctly and say look you know maybe he's young we're just giving a bit of a rest we've got great faith in him it's not then dropping it's taken out of the firing line a bit because you know he um old trafford again there was a a slip up where he he lost concentration on the on the second goal and it's, these things are decisive and for his own good maybe look he's a brilliant player I think he's going to be fantastic for us over the over the coming years but he's making a couple of mistakes and I wonder he's young he needs an arm around him and he needs some help
1: and uh, Rick making a point there about Christensen about taking him out the firing line I mean. Have we got a strong enough defence with uh, Cahill coming in for Christensen or, you know, is there, is there enough depth in there to take Christensen out at the moment? Because he does seem to be the form, I mean, alongside Aspie, who's been brilliant this year. I mean, I'm a big fan of Rudiger, but it's that central, it's that central position. That's well, that's my issue.
2: point, David Luish, you yeah. know, if he's, if he's... Is he
1: unfit? I mean, is he, what's, what's, what's the story not going on? not seen him training,
2: there? but... Um, what's
1: going on? Is it just, just falling out of favour?
2: Well, clearly there is a there is, there has been that. I don't think it's that at the moment. I do think it's a a fitness issue, but he would be the natural successor to step in there or change the system. That's the other thing. And I I, mean, really, when you look at what we have to left to play for, you know, now this is the time of the season where you start you count down the games. There aren't that many games left. You now start thinking, what are our big games left? FA Cup is really important. City have won the League Cup so the place Europa League place goes down not that we want to finish there but there's another European place opened up for us but every
1: us. league game presumably is important now because we're fifth you know we're fifth in the league yeah. and we you want know. to finish in the Champions League That's place we're, but sitting, we're sitting two points behind Spurs four points behind Liverpool eight points above Arsenal in six but they've got a game in hand so every game's important isn't it I mean Man City uh, are going to win it uh, Manchester United are probably going to be second. Spurs have still got to play us and City. I think uh, Liverpool have still got to play us and United. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to play for. I think you mm. know fans that are cutting right in the season off at the moment. Somebody said last night, you know, uh, don't you just wish this season was over? I mean, there's an element of like it's been a painful season in a lot of ways. But I think there's
3: still a huge amount to play for. Alan, isn't it? It's a massive amount still to play for, and as painful as it is, um, you know, the players have still got to lift themselves up and you know, brush themselves down. But that's why you have a squad. Start all over again. (laughs) That's why you have a big squad. And, you know, with injuries playing, you know, playing their part, you've got to rotate that squad and use it to the best of effect. And if um, Conte can, you know, do that, we've got a chance of, you know, getting into the Champions League qualification spots. Um, You know, the FA Cup's still a big part of the season. Um, If we can finish up there, you know, fourth, fifth, brilliant.
2: If I offered you this, would you take it? Spurs finish fourth. We finish fifth. Arsenal finish sixth. We win the Champions League. Arsenal win the Europa League. Spurs end up in the Europa League next season having finished fourth again. The bit,
1: the bit, the bit Sorry. that you said there—we win the Champions League. Yeah, I just threw that in. No, as a... I, don't, I don't think I'd take that. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. He must be mad. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, bite yeah. my hand off. Listen, I, you know, going back to the Barca game though, it, it was interesting. I mean, both us and Barca only had two shots on target yeah. each. It was a tight game. We only had 27% of the possession. You know, the typical Barca game. Yeah, really. Possession
2: is nine tenths of statistical I, bullshit. It is. We all know that. It is. But I
1: think it illustrates the fact of how disciplined we were for most of the game. You know. And and, and we know this is how Barca play. They play the high press. They they are a very impressive. They didn't
2: press as much as I thought they were. Well, I I, I, I thought, was surprised. Well,
1: maybe not as much as some of the classic teams, but I still think they're an impressive unit. And I think that they, you know, they they were able to retain the ball very well and and win it back when we lost it. You know, maybe maybe not press it to create attacks, but certainly when, when we had the ball, they got it off us. They were nothing,
2: nowhere near as good as Barca teams in the past. No, they weren't. Nowhere they weren't. They near. weren't.
1: And the margins are such that you know, really, if it hadn't have been for you know a slip, and you know, I'm giving it to one of Best players in the world, then we would have come out of that game beating Barcelona. With, yep. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's very easy to to look at, uh, at games at this level and, and get depressed about them. I Kerry said something very interesting to me. He said I kind of fell back. Really? I, fell, yep. I fell back in I love with Chelsea. You know about that. You know, I I know what he means. I felt a real passion for that game. There was mm. a re- there was a moment I think at the end of the first half when just in front of us there was Willian. And Moses and Hazard. And they were in a ruck with, you know, I think Rakitic and um, Jordi Alba uh, and possibly MTT. And it was a proper battle to get the ball. And mm. there was a second where the crowd just, the, the, the adrenaline went up. Brilliant. The crowd were brilliant Not, there, not according to Ray Wilkins, but
3: we'll you know, say <laughs> that.
2: What was he on about? Did you were? Know that?
3: Um
1: we were silent. You um, silent. sit silent
3: and yeah. embarrassing. Don't, don't you sit near him. <laughs> no I don't. No, I don't.
2: Someone I'm um, trying to think of is that sits cuz he sits in the east stand I think.
1: Ray Wilkins said that the the we were silent and embarrassing.
2: Well, was my I mean, experience like, like a morgue? I thought it was. You should uh, take those wine corks out of his ears. I love Ray, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's an outrageous statement. To uh, yeah, to but say I, there was, was a mo- that
1: that on. moment. I thought, and I just kind of, I just the tumult. F- f- g- that's what it when was. I got caught. I got caught up in the in in the kind of the emotion of it. Yeah. and I hadn't done that for a while. And I, yeah, thought was, I know what you mean. There were moments in that game where I just felt this is brilliant you yeah. know i mean there's been lots of times this season where i've thought this is bang average well, I was, gonna yeah. say, like, was it was
2: it yeah, but that this is brilliant was it prefaced by wait a minute surprise surprise yeah. this, this is brilliant. Is <laughs> it, 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 that's the thing i think it was the element that probably most of us were thinking actually if we come out of this with a you know a, even like lose one nil i'd be not happy but yeah. i could sort of take, i don't want us to be embarrassed and yeah and I actually, at the end the I thought I, I, I and said, we were better.
1: Yeah, I said, as long as we don't get humiliated mm. and we give ourselves something to play for in the I second leg, <laughs> I will be I will I will be content with that. And if I had said to most people before the game, I'll give you one one and a sense of disappointment that we didn't bin convincingly, then mm-hmm. you would have bit my arm off for it. And I mm-hmm. I think that's true, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah.
1: Okay. Did you
2: see that start I put up? I, well, I had to check that William, you know, he hit the he hit the the woodwork twice in a one half. And the last person to do that was him. (laughs) 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 Amazing. So Barcelona have conceded
1: in each of their seven visits to Stamford Bridge in the Champions League. They've won one, drawn two, lost four, with the only win coming in February 2006, that 2-1 game. And that win for Barcelona was the last time that Chelsea lost against them, with the boos unbeaten in our past eight Champions League games. uh, One, two, drew six. So... You know, we certainly are capable of raising our games against the best. Luis Suarez, I mean, he was awful, wasn't he?
2: He's lost uh, spark. Pace. He hasn't hasn't lost his uh, gab, though, has he? Oh, well, he went down for the penalty and (sighs) just rolled around like a dying beetle, didn't he? Yeah, you know, that's something, actually, that was was quite underplayed, that he did that. The referee booked him. Now, afterwards, having not... uh, pulled up play for the dive was he booking him for a dive or was he booking him for um descent yeah was but dissent. why don't this is what annoys me people say why don't the referees come out and explain their decision they actually have to write down at the end of the game why they've cautioned someone why is that why is that not accessible to the media uh, outlets why are they not able to say caution and then explain why it is now, it's not them standing in front of a camera and explaining themselves it's just Something they officially write down mm. and hand over to the authorities that we should be have access to.
1: I guess because they don't want to spark a debate, though. They? they just want they just want that kind of the referees' decisions final, and that's it. And there's no changing yeah. that, and that's the way it is. We is don't want to open this up to conversation and debate. world, transparency. Yeah. Are you a VAR fan? No. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's transparency, and I'm you
2: know. in favour of it in principle. Just the implementation in this country has been well, appalling. It's been poor, but in theory, appalling. in theory. If they can get that right, would you be in favour of it? Yeah, I would. If they, okay. if
1: because if, you're all for transparency and, and yeah. being able to do that, and yeah, yeah. okay. But uh, I, kind of I, like I like the kind of uncertainty, the swings and roundabouts. I kind of like that. Yeah, I have to no, be. I'm old school about it.
2: Yeah, I, I I I agree. I'm. I think that's it. You either say get it right. And go with it to in order to make empirical decisions. I don't think it should be used where there's any subjectivity involved. I mean I'm a massive cricket fan, so are you. Yeah.
1: It's worked brilliantly in cricket. Yeah, you know, Hawkeye and, and the reviews. Game. Very different game. Mm. You know, you can afford
2: to take the time to do it. I mean what was it? You know. three up, what was that game where, where they got it wrong? You know, they everyone says, Oh well, it takes a long time, but they are getting every decision right. They're not. What about yeah. well, the Willian penalty? Yeah. You know, this arbitrary or the man ab- united game when is this yeah. ar- is this arrogance yeah. of the pgmol the way that they implement these things Oh, we know best we'll we'll hide it away until halfway through the season and re- reveal it like like a christmas present and it's all flawed and you know they the implementation is just appalling
3: B-A-R-L? I think VAR has got the ability to work. It's just they haven't worked out how it's going to work just yet. In this, this country. It doesn't work yeah, for the live country. audience, does it? doesn't work for in your no. You know no idea what's going on. See, in this is the, the fourth official didn't do his job on uh, no. Tuesday night. It no. was that um, occasion where the ball went out, it went off their player, and they gave a goal kick. Yeah, And it should have been a corner.
2: Yeah. What about those... Ha- don't start me off about the Harry Potters beyond the goal. Oh, no. Christ.
1: Oh, no. I, no, I don't think anybody quite knows what they do and whether they're allowed to give decisions or what they're... Just, I don't know what they, their role is. So the return game, the return Barcelona games on Wednesday, the 14th of March. Yeah. We have conceded the away goal. Yeah. Um, we go in there with a, you know, one all deficit. We only need to score one goal, prevent mm. them scoring. Mm. It's possible, right? Yeah.
2: It's, possible. it's possible. possible. Are you confident? Bring Willy Caballero on for the penalty shootout. There you go. Yeah. Are you confident? <laughs> I am actually. I'm quite confident because they were not very good. I
1: mean, they've had an incredible run in La Liga. Yeah, best run in their history, I think, isn't it? In terms of unbeaten,
2: are we in a really? Well, I wonder whether we're actually in a bit of a sinkhole with football at the moment, and what, there what aren't do you mean many that? that there aren't many good teams. That football is theres not there isn't there aren't any great teams in Europe at the moment. Man City I'm, are pretty good. I'd, I, I would say. We'll we'll see how we get on against them at the weekend. But yes, I would say they are they look the best team in Europe to me mm. at the moment. Yeah, I'm not looking at Bayern and seeing anything. PSG, no, no PSG. I mean, I, I just don't see. I think football is going through a bit of a trough at the moment. Just what what generally. do you put that down to? Um, I, I, as always, it's just talent. There's just not as much talent as there has been. Do you been. think the individual player is taken over from the team? Possibly that we're over the so uh, Neymar over and technical are and more over important than the than the, actual the system. Yeah. Over systematic. When I mean, you hear all these
1: players about, well, you know, Neymar wants Mbappe out because he's jealous of him and the Ballon d'Or, and there's all this <laughs> stuff in the, you know, between Cavani and Neymar about taking penalties, and it's like, what happened to the manager saying, "Do what you're told"? Mm, you know, yeah. there's an element of that, exactly. isn't that.
3: Exactly. Player power shouldn't be that strong, should it? It should but, be the manager saying, "You're taking the penalties. You're doing this. You're doing that."
1: Slightly off topic, though, mm. and, and 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 almost slightly related. This idea of leaders. A lot of people yeah. coming out recently and talking about well, Chel- see, Chelsea this season. I was season. just about to say that. Yeah. Okay.
2: We're talking about uh, when I say talent. I, I I suppose what I should say is talent and personality, mm. and I just wonder. But one of the things that I noticed about Barcelona, and you could probably level the same accusation at most Premier League clubs, the lack of. Actual leaders in there on the on pitch leaders, and when you think back to the team that we had in two thousand and nine, Balak, Lampard, Drogba, Terry, Cech, We we don't have that. Barcelona don't have Puyol. Uh, got Pique. Other PK is probably a better example than we've got. P- I agree. PK yeah. is an example, but further forward, no. this is what Messi's I didn't never see... been a captain. He's no. always been a, an individual. No. He's, he's had an You know, yeah. he's like yeah. he leads by example, oh, yeah. but he's not. He's, He's not, not someone leader. who's going to shake his fist and galvanise people. Suarez plays for himself. Oh. And I think this is probably the cult of individual. I think, you know, the individual players, I think what you were alluding to really, I think is one of the reasons why maybe we're not getting such brilliant teams. Yeah. But there's much more about individual players. Pogba, Man United, for example, is not, a, for me, not a team player. Would you buy a captain? Just to be a captain, would you buy, would, no, for example, I, Van Dyke. I would nurture to be a Christensen to be a captain. Okay. All right, longer uh, term, I'm on the same page as you are. Yeah,
1: I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Let's move on from Barcelona and talk about Manchester United, which took place on Sunday. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a game that we didn't win, a game that we could have won. Um, A game that we... Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda. shoulda. Yeah. Look at the team, shall we? Um, only two changes from the midweek Champions League game. Danny Drinkwater coming A in. A free week, f- remember? Yeah. Danny, Danny Drinkwater coming Not in for week. Cesc, Sorry. Fabregas and <laughs> Avara Morata coming in for Pedro. So going with the striker in this game. Still with the 3-4-3. Um, three, three. Azpilicueta, Rudiger, Moses Alonso, Drinkwater and Kante, William Morata, Hazard... Uh, looked at the team, happy with that when you saw the team sheet an hour before the game. Yeah. Thought that was the right decision.
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't mean sorry, not free week. We had a d- we had a day longer than them to pre- yeah. rest and prepare, so we had an advantage there. Didn't really show, and I'm glad he chose the same team more or less. But um, started well. They looked fresher than us towards the end. Which but, was at a the beginning, surprise. we started. Yeah. We, we played really brilliantly.
1: We did start off well. I-, I thought this was going to be a Josie Mourinho. I we were going to win three 0 Yeah, I thought it was going to be a you know part the Basque, Mourinho classic, try and stodge it up and try and hit us on the break, you know, which is kind of how it started. And we, I mm. thought we played really well. You know, we were unfortunate not to take some chances. You know, Maratti hit the bar early doors. Um, Willian looked really feisty again. Hazard had moments. Um, but we just couldn't, we couldn't capitalise on it. I mean, you know, William got the goal on 32 minutes. We just couldn't push on. And Individual it, it, errors again, though, I'm again. afraid. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm. And uh, I, I think... We're not making teams work hard to score against us. And that's a real problem. You know, they're, they're having to do very little. If you look at how they threaded the ball through twice without us really offering much resistance, which was disappointing.
1: I well, mean, Lukaku is a beast. I mean, he is, he is physical. He's, he's, a, he's a handful. But the
2: ball to him. Yeah, I know. And, I and I, I, you know, we don't single out individuals, but the midfield's got to be screening that ball. That is the only ball that they can score from. The ball through to Lukaku and no one was screening that. No one was stepping in to, to stop it. It's I'm, not just the one running with him. It's the person that's stopping the supply. I might be a little
1: bit controversial here. but And, and don't get me wrong, I think he's an astonishing... Astonishing player, and he still does astonishing things in I know every game. You're going to say, but I don't think Kante's yes, kante has been Kante exactly in the, in the <laughs> last couple of games. I don't think exactly. he's been able to influence the midfield. I don't know whether this is because teams are fast. out... or I thought he was good. Well, he was good, yeah. but I, I think. I'd, I, am I wrong in thinking that maybe teams are figuring out how to bypass him a little bit and, and, and keep him out of the game?
2: I wonder whether he's carrying a slight injury. I don't. I've got nothing to to support that. I haven't seen anything, but I wonder whether he's got something that's that's. Inhibiting him slightly because he doesn't look the same athlete to me. I mean,
1: he never, never puts anything but a, you know lower than a seven out of ten. Yeah, we just used to see him at nine out of ten. Yeah, and I'm just wondering whether whether the fact that I don't know whether he's got the right partner in midfield, whether Fabregas and Drinkwater, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it just it just feels saving a just, bit for the World Cup. Well, I don't know about that, but certainly when it comes to screening the midfield, it do, it does feel like there's a hole. Yeah, uh, and that teams are able to transition a lot easier against us,
2: which is the issue with be able to. Bakayoko's. Uh, lack of form because a natural partnership you could see that uh, with uh, Bakayoko and, and Kante you could see that working but um, are you missing Matic? Um, I, do, do you know what I was watching the game in the first half and I was thinking that's why we got rid of Matic because the number of times that he was giving the ball away and not making the right run to block not making those not cutting out the a pass. I mean, he was all over the place in the first half. So, um, no, and I, I don't. I don't want to look back at that. I don't want to look back. I want to look forward. But we I don't. Think, you know. I do
3: think we forget how quickly it takes, or how long it takes for players to bed in. Yeah, and you know, Bakiyoko hasn't really had a chance to to show his real form. Um, the injuries sort of set him back. I think it's going to take him a couple of seasons before, we, if he gets the chance yeah. um, to show us what he's all about. Well, he had no um, pre-season
2: and he was injured and, yeah. and played when he was injured. Do you still think he's got a future at the club? Don't know. I, What's I, your I gut feeling? To um, I th-
1: I mean, you've stood on the terraces. Me you've, at, you've heard ask, those fans.
2: Yeah, well, it's disgusting. I don't know what is going on with our fan base. Yeah. It was
1: awful, wasn't it? I just yeah. don't know what is yeah, going on
2: with. Our, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, bad. And Norwich... You know, jeering and and cheering, doing ironic cheers when he gave the ball away. I mean, what the hell is going on with these people?
3: It can be the well, we've team. talked about it a lot yeah. on You know, it's but, disgraceful. But,
2: but this is, seems to be uh, like a mutinous mood that that, that f- blows around our our support sometimes, and it seems just a light on on certain players and not on others. Others seem to be able to get away with making as many mistakes as they fancy. But uh, I mean, Bakayoko and Christensen
1: are not miles apart in age, you exactly. know, or experience. Yeah, I mean, just so Bakayoko costs forty million quid, yeah. and he's not and he's he's not perceived to be one of our own. Yeah, so Christensen can get away with mistakes in two massive games, mm. you know, particularly one that could cost us the Champions League, and yeah. yet gets a very easy. Yeah. never mind, mate. Get it right next time. Which is how it should be. Bakayoko would get slaughtered for that. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely slaughtered. slaughtered. So, yeah. I don't quite understand the mindset behind behind some of, you know... The,
2: <laughs> I think I do, some of it, anyway. Well, yeah. Well, we, it's, you know,
1: maybe. Maybe. Um, it was, uh you know, we had five shots on target there, seven shots on target. It was a close match. I mean, annoyingly... They've won two of their past three matches against us. That's one more than they managed in their previous fourteen combined against yeah. Chelsea. We are we are we're a hoodoo club for them. Yeah. You know yeah. we should be able to go over them and, and have and have you know have years we are a nemesis to Man United. You know it felt that we should have been on Sunday. No, no as well. other team well, Manchester have?
2: clubs actually we and to Barcelona. At, at the Premier league, <laughs> league we've yeah we've won more times at Old Trafford than any other team That's in true, the league yeah. and and at the Etihad. So we are a, a hoodoo club, but we just seem to be falling short in in some of these big, big games, don't we? yeah,
1: William you know has scored twelve goals in all competitions this season that's equaling his best tally which i think was in 2016 17 yeah six, 15 16 i think yeah mm. and he also got 12 so he had not the good game he's another player that was the target of some very negative fan reaction earlier on the season has come through and i think shown real character
2: to you know to do. but he's a brilliant player he's
1: there's phenomenal. no doubt about it is there
3: I, he, he's
2: been he, he's such a, a delight to watch when he's on in this sort of form, isn't he? The way he, they know what he's going to do, but they can't stop him doing it. And he, when he cracks off a shot quickly, which I wish Eden Azard would do more of, you know, speculate, speculate, yeah. speculate to accumulate. Yeah. And that's what he's doing at the moment, and it's working for him.
1: Hold that thought. We've got to go to another ad break. We'll be back after this.
0: Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net.
1: This idea that, um, uh, that, that that players should speculate, Eden Hazard's a player that I find quite frustrating on that level in the sense that he... You know, he gets himself in amazing positions, and he passes. Mm -hmm. I've said this before. You know, I think he's an amazing player. I mean, he's coming for some criticism on social media. You know, uh, you know, some ridiculous criticism. You know, but the fact of the matter is, I think he should score more goals, and I think that he has the uh, ability to score more goals. And I think sometimes he is a little bit worried about what people will think if it doesn't come off, and so sometimes plays the the safer option and and tries the flick or tries the pass. And I don't know. uh, Do you agree with that or?
2: Well, I, yes, I do. I think he should. Um, Be a little bit more I, selfish. Look, look, the The way to beat goalkeepers is to catch them off guard. That's that's the best way to do it. So if you shoot early, you're more likely for that to happen. And I'm trying to think who it was. I, sp- I watched a goal the other day. Someone waited until a player was in, in a, a defender was in their way. I think it was William, and then shot it round the Defender, so the goalkeeper couldn't see. I mean, that's the kind of cleverness that you want, but you can't wait for that no. collision of th- th- those things, events to happen. You have to make it yourself. Can't wait for those I'm plans to align. D- oh, look, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, how many times did he shoot almost first time? Oh, he had a ridiculously hard shot as no, well. But yeah. even when he didn't, even yeah. when it was a, a bit of a scudder. But was another one. Yes, him. you know, shoot Hit early. early. Yeah, yeah, Shoot early. Jonsson,
1: that- for me, was the was classic player for hitting it early. He was mm. brilliant at it because it works. Eden Hazard's been involved in nine goals in his past eight appearances for Chelsea, six goals, three assists. I mean, nobody can argue that he's not, you know, being influential and 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 doing things, no, but, but he, there does there is a sense that he could be doing more. You look at you look at Messi or you look at Ronaldo, you look at some of these players getting 30, 35 goals a season. He's averaging between 15 and 20. But
2: there's no okay. striker next to him who's getting three or four in the in the last month as well. Yeah, I, I agree with happened.
1: that. I just think that he's had opportunities to maybe Run at players, be yeah. a little bit selfish. That, that yeah. I
3: thought there was. I thought he showed some uh, p- potential uh, in the Watford game um, when he linked up with Giroud. That looked really Definitely. good. But we haven't seen enough of that. No, and I think that who knows how he's been briefed by the manager. Whether he wants him to, you know, pass the ball if he doesn't think he's in a position to to shoot. But he's got to be selfish, has not he, to take those chances.
1: Um. Let's talk about Morata, who uh, played the whole game, played all 90 minutes. You know, let me put this on the table. Morata hit the bar Mm. and he scored a perfectly good goal, which was lined up. So he hit the bar and he scored. That's doing his job right. Mm. Why did he get so much abuse afterwards? He must
3: wonder what he's got to do, right?
2: Well, (laughs) look, I I wasn't part part of that, but I can understand... not. I know why people are doing it. I don't agree with it, but the fact that he was falling over too that, easily—that's annoying. That's, that's irritating. Drogba did that though. Yeah, me. he did. Yeah, and he's, for the first few months that he was was with us, seasons. And <laughs> see, <laughs> <laughs> let's but, be honest. But uh, I think as well that people have seen. You know, you've always got to think about the, uh, the set in relief against what other what you've seen elsewhere. Michi Batchwise scoring goals where he is Diego Costa scoring goals we well, didn't
1: score in the week so he must be rubbish
2: <laughs> Olivier Giroud, that, Olivier kind of Giroud. Scoring.
1: <laughs> I bet the Dortmund fans as it's like yeah, you know exactly. in social media what rubbish, what a yeah. Donkey.
2: Yeah. don't go for that buyout clause after all but the uh and Giroud has shown that he's well versed in the cut and thrust of the he's Premier League it, he? Exactly. he you know he oh, there was a brilliant moment at Old Trafford, where he fell over and was still waving a leg around to to try and keep possession, and he retained possession. And you know, you're not getting that from think, really,
1: when he played for Arsenal. You didn't think of Giroud as being you know muck and bullets and kind of getting involved. He was always a no. He's a, a, a sort of head waiter, really, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And so you know, it's <laughs> nice to see him with a Terry Butcher bandage round his head and like you know limping off afterwards. And I'm like, this is not what I expected. No, but it's, it's good to see. see. The fans like that.
3: Yeah. Like well, the that.
2: fans like Giroud. Commitment. Yeah. They they like him, and he said the right things. You yeah. know. Oh. Well, my family are saying how oh, brilliant I look in blue because well, yeah. he you know, plays for France so that's why he's saying it but <laughs> yeah. we take it the way we see it yeah. and um and so I think that's it's about comparisons isn't it if Murata is fla- a bit flouncy as people perceive it um and if he's arguing with the referee when he should be actually running up and taking it out on the defender then it's like people are going to make their frustration opinions in his own opinions of it performance, but if he it? puts you know, he should have scored that one—the one against the bar. He didn't, unfortunately. He did score the one that was ruled out. Why was it? I mean, well, I don't know why the linesman decided to call that one like he did. He's, it wasn't even really—they've uh, got a
3: tough—they've got a tough thing to do, haven't they, linesman? Yeah, but to call it in the. It's his arm. It's not yeah. No
2: other part of his body. Of the blokes
3: the defender's leg is stuck I mean, right out. It's ridiculous. There are,
1: there are inches in it. You know, yeah. there are inches in it. So if you were being kind, you take our point, which is, you know, you've got a very hard job to do. You make a call and you stick by the call. You know, it could have gone either way. You know, they do tend to err on the side of I don't want to be given a goal when it's not a goal. Um, You know, so so it's just really unfortunate. And I think they're the margins. And if, if that had gone in, people
2: would have looked at it and gone, oh, my has scored. Did yeah. his job. It's fine. Do you know, you can always tell when a lion knows he's made a mistake because the camera goes on him and he rubs his nose. It's like a tell. Yeah. It's like a, Actually, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. They've got their flag up like that and they've their nose because they know they've made a mistake or that they could have made a mistake. They're liable to have. But I just that
1: obviously yeah, made a huge he, difference. He, he kind of broke
2: through, but he was very
1: wide, and I, I couldn't see an awful lot that he could. He have got done
2: caught. With it. Uh, he was through, wasn't he? And got uh, and it kind of lost control of it. And yeah,
1: and Smalling I think came across and, and yeah, and which but, that was but I, that, I, that, that was great. half a chance for me. That wasn't a
2: one-on-one or, or anything. But he just looks he's labouring for whatever he looks, reason.
1: He looks frustrated with himself, and he's got yeah. himself. He's overthinking it. I think he's an intelligent player, and I think that he's he's somebody that you know that there he does think about the game, and has a good sense of what the game is, and when it's not going right it probably overwhelms him a little bit and I think we've got to give him a little bit of space to figure that out now I know it's yeah. frustrating for the fans but let's you know, I think Kerry said he's only played like what seventy-four games in five years. He's not as if he's like a you know a, 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 a an absolutely battle-hardened striker. Yeah, you know, he's somebody that's a work in progress. He's still young. His wife's pregnant as well. don't yeah,
2: people forget that they are human beings. Exactly. They're not automata.
1: People they, people writing you know. him off at this stage, you know, are, are liable to fall into the same trap that they did with Mohamed Salah, that they did with Kevin De Bruyne, that they did with Lukaku, that we did with all these players. That we are too happy to write off when they go through sticky patches and go they're not good enough to play for Chelsea he'll go somewhere else he'll bang 30 goals in a season and we'll go we're idiots for letting him go and I think that if we can just take a step back reflect have a look think about what we're doing to these players and what we're saying to them and what pressure we're putting these players under I think we'd be a happier
2: club absolutely yeah can I throw something else in would you be playing Emerson
1: (sighs) instead of Alonso hmm no not at the moment. I mean, I'd like I like to see him. A little, I, I liked I, I've seen him in one game. Mm. He looked okay. Mm. He's obviously coming back from a very serious injury. Um, I thought he looked like a unit. He looks like he can. He looks like he's up for it. He looks aggressive. He oh, looks I'd like to see him d- coming on as a sub personally. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've always said that Marcus Alonso could be upgraded defensively. Mm. I think he's very good going forward. I think he's got a brilliant touch. It was funny actually. I think it was you that was talking about um, Moses and Alonso's touch on the ball mm. when the ball comes over. I was watching for that. You're right. They're both incredible when the ball comes over to them and killing the ball and moving on. They're yeah. so both amazing at that. I think both have defensive issues. You have to ask yourself, really, how much the defensive part of the game is part of the modern wing-back. You know, whether actually what, what you're talking about with, with Emerson is, is he a full-back? You know, is he somebody that's going to give us a little bit more defensively?
2: Yeah, it's like you're full in the, you've are full. you got to be full in the attacking yeah. sense and kind of half because you've got a. You know, we yeah. our centre backs go very wide. Yeah. when we we're, when we uh, people when get we're cross with Moses, so. not
1: when he doesn't defend, but when he doesn't go past people, which is a really you would never say that about Dan Petrescu. You'd never say that about Albert Ferrer.
2: Yeah, but you can't compare Petrescu's delivery of the ball to Victor Moses.
1: No, but what, the point I'm making is that Dan Petrescu was on the pitch to defend, essentially, and maraud a little bit. No, but whereas, if
2: Victor, Victor Moses was not taking on a man and was delivering the ball like Dan Petrescu, no one would be complaining. Yeah,
1: but, but again, you know, we're not playing with a central striker. And, no. you know, so there's, yeah, yeah. I think there's, it, it's, it's kind of a moot argument. I shouldn't have brought it up. But I think the point is <laughs> no, that, glad that, you did. that there was, <laughs> But there was, um, there's, there's a perception of what the, the role of the wing-back is was compared to what it was 10 years ago. and also, So I don't know whether that answers but, your question but, about Emerson. I, I just know I haven't seen enough of him Either going forward or going back to think that he's an upgrade on Alonso yet.
2: But are we too formulaic? I would is maybe one of the things that I particular yes with Alonso and Moses we've had that now for nearly two close to two seasons.
1: Did Zappacosta was Zappacosta a good? What, what did you think of that when he started playing some games?
2: Um, I'd like to see Emerson play more games. I'll leave it at that. Right. <laughs> you don't rate Alonso then. No, I do rate Alonso, but I just think, as I said, I think we've become. You want to change it? I think. Look, I always say that when you win the league, you are the most scrutinized team. All the coaches look look at you and think, "What do they do right that we're not doing? How can we stop them doing that?" Absolutely. So, and we haven't really changed a lot of what we were doing last season, and Alonso's still doing what he's what he's always done. Victor Moses likewise. You get fed up, don't you? You do, and you just need to refresh things sometimes. And in, particularly when we get, with the 3-4-3 system, the three have to be very narrow. They have to play narrow, they have to play close together. And you can only do that, really, if you've got width from your wing-backs and so the wing-backs are really important. They, you know, they're such a, an important agent of delivery. And if it's predictable, if it's the same thing, yeah. it's known, it's a known quantity, then you're less effective. We always had
1: that with Ivanovic. He was very predictable in the yeah. delivery, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. No. I, okay. I think that's a very valid point. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the game coming up on Sunday against Manchester City, uh, four o'clock at the Etihad. You know, you look at how they. Demolished Arsenal. You look at how they've demolished. I'm not most, looking forward to it. At most... yeah, they're
2: <laughs> playing on Thursday. Don't forget they're playing Arsenal again. Yeah, on Thursday they are. Um, what well, so... if you're an Arsenal fan? What do you think of that? God. I mean, they did.
1: They. I mean, Arsenal. Ba- enough. Yeah. They were embarrassingly bad. But you know, but that but, made
2: me more, more annoyed to see that. To think that we lost to them in the semi-final. Wow.
1: I, I know. I know. But you know, so, so. Uh, are we going into that game with a sense of dread? Or, yes. Uh, yeah? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell us more.
3: Um, I can't see us coming away with a result there. If we come away with a draw, I'll be more than happy.
2: I think we're going to win. Okay.
3: <laughs> I don't know how. I want some of what
2: you're having. I, like I like your optimism. You. A, I don't know how. It's a mystery. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we'll win. We win 1-0. But I think they're, they're playing on Thursday. No. I think they're playing on Thursday. Extremely optimistic. I think something's going to happen, and we'll end up winning one nil. I think Eden Hazard will score the goal, and then we'll all be happy.
1: Oh, slight thing that I wanted to ask just, just you know, just because former players popped into my head with De Bruyne and various other people, but in those two games against Barcelona and Man United, if you could have taken one Chelsea player from the Premier League era that doesn't play for us anymore. Who would you have put in the team?
2: Both those teams, both so the,
1: the same team, the same player would have to play Lampard. in both games.
2: Peak Lampard, Lampard, okay. Drogba, Peak Drogba, mm.
1: okay. I think I'd go with Lampard, but no, interesting. Okay, you think we, you know, think that would have been made the difference? Yeah. All right.
2: I think Drogba. For me, I, I, I love Frank Lampard. Don't get me wrong, but for those two games. I think both boxes, that's the key thing for me.
1: If we still had Kevin De Bruyne, I know it's
2: a if, whatever, and we're
1: just playing silly games now, but if we still had Kevin De Bruyne, would we be a, a much more improved team? Would we, would we be challenging?
2: We play a different system, though, don't we? Where would you play him? Alongside, asking, in, in, place in Fabregas' stead. I'd probably play, so alongside probably
1: play him as one of the front three.
2: I don't think it would make that much difference, to mm. be honest. I, I don't, I think I don't really. Either. that's key- why I'm asking the question. Yeah, I think a really key thing is to sort out our creativity in midfield. Right. I think that's really important.
1: Would you Would you, Would you? you then, rather than have a Bakioko Kante, or a drink, would you put a creative player next to Kante?
2: I just want Bakayoko to... <laughs> to play, start playing really well, okay. <laughs> but right. he's yeah. but he's more of i got to say he's more of a runner than a creative, yeah. here, Okay, Even when he, watching him play for Monaco, he was much more of a thrusting, yeah. uh, adventurous player than a really kind of creative, artistic. Uh, person. Mason Mount, maybe. There, there we go.
1: Somebody said on the podcast that he played... Never, I love... I, I, it was a really good expression. He'd I can't remember who it was. It might have been you. Talked, talked about how Monaco were a very romantic team. And it allowed... Yeah. Was it you that said that? No, it wasn't oh, But it was, They were a very romantic uh, team. No,
2: actually, it, it was now. Yeah, OK. If you it like was, it, it was me. I it. did like it. And they
1: said that, you know, that actually... Bakayoko worked really well in that team. It didn't matter how many goals they conceded because they it were just all, all about yeah, it. Yeah, didn't, didn't matter no. because they were always going to score 15 goals. Yeah. But, um, okay, so predictions, uh, Alan, for, you know, don't upset us too much. What's your prediction for Sunday?
3: Um, optimistically, I think we might get a draw, 1-1. Yeah.
1: Oh, one-nil the Chelsea.
2: Come on, Chels.
1: I'm going, I'm going to go with Alan. I'm going to go draw, 1-1. Oof. I'm going to go draw. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a struggle. But hey, we'll go up. We'll have a nice time. We'll sing some songs. <laughs> um, good songs, nice songs, obviously.
2: Um, Get me on supporting the team. supporting our players. Yeah, absolutely. Get Alan, thank you
1: so much for coming in. Empty seats. Thanks, thanks so much for coming in, Rick.
2: Oh, oh my pleasure. Braving the snow. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not
0: lose up the blues, eh? Absolutely. Thanks a lot. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net.